I am what many people would call a songwriter. However, if I am a songwriter, I'm not a normal one. In this episode of Cool Your Jets, Greg Muller, that's me, will tell you about 2,000 new classic rock songs that are coming into my head and into my heart during this present decade. All 2,000 are supposed to arrive by Christmas Day 2029, I suspect, I believe, and I hope. So far, I've written down and actually sung about 150 of these new, unusual classic rock songs. In this episode, I will sing a couple of these songs, and I will explain where these new classic rock songs ultimately come from and where babies come from. I'm guessing you're old enough to hear about the birds and bees and new classic rock songs that please me. Songs that come from the same place that babies ultimately come from. Trailing clouds of glory do they come. Speaking of glory, I was a late bloomer, songwriter. My songwriting chops didn't come on fully until I was age 52. And this song gift came to me for a very specific reason, in God. It is like a religious mission. But it is a mission inseparably tied to my personal weakness, a hearing problem that I have. I am hard-hearted. I find that Jesus doesn't speak loud enough, at least for me. He's hard to hear. Was that you, Jesus, or am I just making stuff up in my head? Now, as I said, Jesus is hard to hear, at least for me. However, fortunately, I can do hard things. Yeah, I can hear Jesus if I strain to, if I try, and if I shut up long enough to hear him. <laughs> but Jesus is nice, and he says, if I will seek him, I shall find him. And because I have been seeking him and seeking strongly to hear Jesus better, Jesus came through. He gave me some help in hearing him. Jesus reminded me that music is one of the main ways that Jesus talks to me in a way that I can hear him and can get and he can get through to me and excite me, and wake me up to what he wants me to think, believe, feel, and do. I learned more about this musical way to hear Jesus in 2015, the year that I was born again in Christ. I won't stop here to explain what happened to me in 2015. I will create a different episode of Cool Your Jets to share more about that experience. Suffice it to say that in 2015, something shifted in my relationship with Jesus. Jesus took our relationship to the next level. And that next level has a lot of Jesus music in it, at least for me. 
I'm not qualified to talk about specifics of other people's relationship with God. But I am qualified to talk about my relationship with God. And what I will share is expressed here best in actual lyrics of a new classic rock song that I will now sing to you. Take Jesus' hand, walk with Lord God Almighty, open your heart, then you'll see Him. Sing with you now, He sings this song with you, if you believe you'll hear His voice. No, after no, reaching out, dear Lord, touching me, touching you, sweet Jesus, Lord. Press arms, let me feel your love. They do incline to believe in God above. And now I'm singing the song. And I don't feel so lonely. You sing with me, do it, it's too. And when I hurt, hurting runs off my shoulders. How can I hurt when loving you? One. Touching the one, reaching out, Lord, you're touching me, touching you, sweet Jesus, Lord, press arms, let me feel your love. They do incline to believe in God above. Yes, 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 hallelujah, yes. This is called the Jesus Bridge. Sweet Jesus, Lord, 
Prayer songs, let me feel your love. They do incline to believe in God above. Sweet Jesus Lord, Prince Hans, let me feel your love. They do incline to believe in God above. Yes, they do. That song certainly does. Inclines me to believe in God because... Like the song itself claims, it lets me hear him. So now we'll do what's called a lyric dive. When Jesus gave me the updated version of this song, it's also called a baptized version, to use a parable, the song died and was born again, a born-again song. Yes, indeed. Neil Diamond and Jesus certainly made a lovely, good report, and praiseworthy song together back in the 70s. Uh, that one, I think, was called Sweet Caroline, and it was a beautiful song. It's lovely, good, important, praiseworthy. And then Jesus qualified it to become more lovely, more good report, more praiseworthy, because it got more Jesus in it. And that was Jesus who put it in there, not me. I simply am like a song whisperer. I listen, and I hear Jesus singing a different version. Oh, that's a different version of Sweet Caroline Jesus. If I listen very carefully, I can hear the new lyrics that he's deemed for this song. So, this is called the Lyric Dive. We see what messages, because God will put messages, just like he does in the scriptures. There's messages in the scriptures, very specific for you. And they can only be detected through revelation, meaning you actually have to hear God tell you what he wants about a particular scripture. And this is the nature of this type of song. All right, so this song starts out, Take Jesus' hand, walk with Lord God Almighty. So that first line reinforces something to my mind and heart. Wow, God is approachable. <laughs> Take his hand, put your hand in the hand of a man who calmed the water. Yeah, that's not the first time people have suggested that you could actually reach out and grab Jesus' hand. So is that just a poetic thing? Perhaps but it's meant to be expressing a truth. And it's a truth inside my heart, so there you go. Um, and it has to do with the heart, because the next line of that first verse is, open your heart, then you'll see him. And so one of the emphases in hearing Jesus is being able to see using your heart. You said, like, yeah, I think the heart's not your eyes. Right, but in order to understand when Jesus talks about those that have eyes to see, he's talking about something different than the eyes you use generally to look at things upon the earth. He's talking about looking with your heart. It's as though you could feel, see it, right? Um, open your heart, then you'll see him. That The next line is, see him what? Sing with you now. So if you wanted to see Jesus sing with you now, you would almost have to imagine that, and you would be exactly right. 
Jesus says, Greg, if you're going to get closer to me, you have to use your imagination. Now, that kind of language might offend some doctrinaire or somebody who is very strict about the scriptures. I don't remember seeing imagination in the scriptures. <laughs> well, it's because you didn't study them deep enough and you have to read between the lines because how we imagine can be a sacred thing. So God calls it a sacred imagination. Greg, use your sacred imagination. So the word imagination is used, but it's used in relationship to those who um, are not big on Jesus, and they're called vain imaginations. So that one you'll find in the Holy Bible, vain imaginations. I think you'll find it in the Book of Mormon too. Um, but what you'll find in the Book of Mormon, which I like, uh, is called the Eye of Faith. And it's basically an approximation of what imagination is, that you have to believe in things which are not seen, which are true. So one of those is Jesus is invisible. I've never seen him with my regular eyes, but I've seen him with my feelings, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a song in order for that to make sense, Jesus. And Jesus says, coming right up. Open your heart, then you'll see him. Sing with you now. He sings this song and with you. So this song, while you're singing it, Jesus has configured this song specifically for me to be able to believe real time. We're singing together, Greg. In fact, he, only, he emphasizes this. You'll see this in the following lyric. He says, if you believe, you'll hear his voice, note after note. Like, listen carefully, listen carefully, uh, reaching out, dear Lord, Touching me, touching you. So it's like a prayer song. And you'll see that that phrase as well. Like, what are prayer songs? We'll get to that. Then we go to the chorus. Sweet Jesus Lord. And so you notice something about religious songs. They're really sweet on Jesus, which is another way of seeing, saying they praise Jesus. We talk of Christ. We preach of Christ. We prophesy of Christ. Well, we, we go sweet on Jesus. So... Jesus, the very thought of thee, with sweetness fills my breast. Yeah, the songs actually have the word sweet in them. Um, sweet Jesus, Lord, prayer songs, let me feel your love. And so Jesus explains to me that hymns, H-Y-M-N-S, <laughs> hymns, I want my hymn TV. No, hymns, traditional Christian hymns are actually a form of prayer. So when you're singing along those hymns, sometimes they're directly uh, speaking of Jesus. We'll sing all hail to Jesus' name and praise and honor give. So a wonderful traditional Christian hymn. But what are these prayer songs? Well, it's just another name for a hymn because it emphasizes that they are also prayers. So in this very song, Sweet Jesus Lord, which is the name of this song, this born-again version of Sweet Caroline, Sweet Jesus Lord, prayer songs let me feel your love. At least they let Greg feel his love, and this is true. And then the next line is, they do incline. So you Sometimes songs set the mood. They what they say sometimes 
in, in churches, they'll say, let's invite the spirit, right? It's almost as if there's a conjuring going on. So I don't know that they would use that word because that sounds cool to me. But it, like this sounds too much like Harry Potter. You're talking about conjuring spirits. Get away! Get 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 rid of that Ouija board. Oh, it's not a Ouija board. It's just a classic rock song that has been redeemed. Well, that's why it's going to be a little while before churches readily accept these redeemed classic rock songs. Nonetheless, these songs they do incline to believe in God above, and so that's what their purpose is like. Jesus, I believe. Help thou my unbelief, because throughout this whole existence. Jesus told me, you're going to carry two bags, Greg. You got a bag of beliefs. Ooh, I believe in you, Jesus. And you got another bag on the other side shoulder. Uh, I also unbelieve in you. Help thou my unbelief, to borrow a phrase from the actual Bible. Yes, Jesus is aware that it's hard to believe in things you can't see that are hard to hear. All right. They do incline to believe in God above. And now I'm, in the next verse, singing this song, singing this song, and I don't feel so lonely. So once again, this first line of the second verse is emphasizing, we're not alone. I see dead people. No, you don't see dead people. You see invisible people. And one of those is Jesus. Singing this song. And I don't feel so lonely. So if there was two people singing, what would that be? You're going to hear it. Next line. You sing with me, duet. It's two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the implication. If you're singing a song um, that is praising Jesus, you are not singing alone. He is there with you. Unless he left an angel say, hey, can you sing along with Greg? Because I've got other things to do. But I think he can do two things at once. Uh, and then the next line goes, and when I hurt, that'd be Greg when he hurts, hurting runs off my shoulders. How can I hurt when loving you, Jesus, of course, one, touching the one, and of course, you know who the one is, that's Jesus. It's like in the Matrix. Am I the one? No, Jesus is the one. Oh, okay. One, touching the one, reaching out, Lord, you're touching me, touching you. So this is my declaration. Uh, it's my hope, too. You're touching me, Lord. Yes, I've touched you. I've called you. Um, and then repeat the chorus. Sweet Jesus, Lord, prayer songs, let me feel your love. Uh, they do incline to believe in God above. And then, yes, 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 hallelujah, yes. And then the Jesus bridge, the bridge of the song. And then we repeat the chorus twice with the last uh, repetition being quite softly Sweet Jesus, Lord. Very nice. Very nice song, and it's a song that teaches me. Every time I sing it, it reinforces. It's called self-reinforcement. It's the only way you can actually build beliefs or nurture them. At least maybe it's the only way I can. <laughs> but, like, that is what we can do with music, but we can do it with other things. We read the scriptures often, and these are a form of scripture for me, of course, these 150 songs. It's like opening up uh, a new book of scriptures, like a, a sealed portion of the Book of Mormon or a sealed portion of the Bible. Like, hey, I got this food you not know not of, but I know about it. And they're called, well, that's enough. I've done enough improv. Uh, let's go back to the script here. So 
First, again, this is one of about 150 classic rock songs, this sweet Jesus Lord is, that Jesus has revealed to me, that is revealed the new Jesus-themed lyrics to me. Just 850 more songs to go. <laughs> First, you might say, Greg, that song you just sang with Jesus doesn't sound like classic rock. People say, in fact, it sounds a lot like Neil Diamond of the easy listening genre of music. Well, now that's your chance to learn that God's ways are not man's ways. And that what men call classic rock song may not be what Jesus calls a classic rock song. I'm just saying. As it turns out, at least for me and my songwriting, Jesus doesn't have the same definition of classic rock as traditional world frameworks do. The song that I just sang is a classic song in the sense that it is a song that stands the test of time. That's classic. I believe Jesus told me that they'll be singing this song in Zion 500 years from now. I guess we'll see later. And about the rock part, is it a rock song? Well, perhaps only technically in the sense that it came from the rock of our salvation, who is Jesus, the rock of our salvation, the star that we should follow, Jesus the rock star. Classic Jesus. Oh, yes. Classic rock. Second, you might say, Greg, you didn't write that song. That came from Neil Diamond. <laughs> and you would be as right as you would be in saying that water comes from a tap. Disregarding, of course, the ultimate otherworldly entity, Jesus, that gives us all things that are lovely, praiseworthy, and of good report and satisfy our thirst, both temporally and eternally. Ultimately, since 2015, I've been more inclined to believe that even sweet Caroline actually came from a different realm than this world, that it was actually co-authored between Neil Diamond and Jesus even though Neil Diamond probably did not include Jesus in the album jacket. Acknowledgement, that's too bad. And I also believe that Jesus gives songwriters gifts and talents that are used in relationship with other gods, the three men I admire most, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, to be specific. But I may be wrong. It's my belief. So take it with a grain of salt and some butter, and some bacon, and a crescent roll, and some mayonnaise. Or don't take it at all. That's between you and Jesus. But here's what I believe. Jesus sends songs down to earth, often using mortals as vessels to comfort his other children, to give them musical comforts, especially to those people who, in the words of Neil Diamond and Jesus, in Sweet Caroline, look at the night and it seems so lonely to them. 
but with prayers, it can be filled up with only two, Jesus and you. So when you hurt, hurting runs off your shoulders. How can you hurt when holding Jesus's presence in mind, in your heart, in your imagination, your sacred imagination? One, touching one, reaching out, touching him who's touching you, who's actually inside of you. Sweet Caroline or sweet Jesus Lord, both can be a comfort and a blessing. Now, I've heard some good prophecies in my life, and heaven knows I've made some big sacrifices to hear living prophets share these, these prophecies. Lots and lots and lots of hours and hours sitting in church and conferences and reading books and the enzyme and magazines. Oh my goodness, what did I get for all that? Well, here's the thing. I got some prophecies that I could compare to one another. And as it turns out, my favorite prophecy of all came recently from God's living prophet, Russell M. Nelson, at least living in 2023. Recently, something he said, something Jesus said, of course, to his prophet. I like to call it the hashtag hear him prophecy. There was actually a little movie that Jesus made that expresses this hashtag hear him prophecy. I'm going to read you now the script of that movie. It is approximately one minute and five second movie titled hashtag hear him. Listen to the voice of Jesus Christ. So let's bring that up in YouTube and I shall kind of describe it to you. You'll be able to hear some of it. You can hear, um, well, I'm going to have to catch this really quick. Just a second. So, this video, dang it, you have to hit that fast, Greg. So it has a orchestra. Hmm. Just a minute, I'm going to have to pause this for a second and pull that up on my bigger screen so I can see it. I'm getting no... Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Yeah, so this doesn't have much sound, so I'm going to read and tell you what I see. So they have a little orchestra, it looks like, somebody playing the violin, and then this is the subtitle, the caption. This video doesn't have dramatic music. And then it switches to this guy who's vigorously talking on the phone looks like he may be arguing or concerned about something and it says or explosive dialogue so this video doesn't have that dramatic music or explosive dialogue or riveting sound effects so you got some girl boxing in the ring so the image there is Then it cuts to what looks like group therapy. It starts breaking my heart already. Some young woman is standing up in the other 
people in the group therapy are looking towards her and she's got her arms folded uh, and looks quite humbled. And then the caption says, because this video Sorry, I'm about ready to tear up. Is about what we hear. And so right now, there's a, a gentleman looking at her and nodding with all solemnity. Um, this video is about what we hear. And then this cute little baby, it cuts to a scene where this cute little baby is closing an Apple computer. <laughs> and it says... It's what we hear when the noise gets muted. And so the little baby's shutting down. And then you see a phone on top of a computer. And it looks like somebody's calling or texting. But the phone obviously is not being attended to. And the caption is, and distractions get ignored. And then it cuts to a shop, like a, it looked like Craigler's in Powell, Wyoming. Yeah, it kind of looks like Craigler's in Powell, Wyoming, but basically a little department store. Uh, when we power down, and then you've got, uh, looks like maybe it could be New York, somewhere in the inner city, uh, African-American father with his probably two-year-old daughter, and he's sidewalk drawing, and it says, calm down. And then it cuts to a scene. Uh, it looks like somebody's out camping, and it's night, they've got a fire, and looks like it could be the father pointing up to the sky. So maybe telling a story or or um, pointing up to God, I don't know. Oh, yeah, and then it says, slow down, and you see stars, stars of the night sky, and you see the family, uh, see a teenage girl marveling. You can tell she's looking up the stars and has her private thoughts marveling. And then it cuts to a scene uh, where someone's walking in a snow-laden uh, woods, yeah, that, that looks really nice. Reminds me of um, doing that very thing, crunch, crunch, walking, and the scene is light and white. Um, and it says, the caption says, and listen. And then the woman's looking around who's in the, um, in the forest. And then it cuts to someone who's apparently on a boat and they've got that they're placing you can just see their hand placed in the water so it looks very tactile and it says not with our ears and then it moves to what looks like a downtown scene somebody riding on one of those long buses a uh, woman looks maybe kind of worried a uh, young woman, maybe in her early 30s, um, and looks out the window, and it says, but with our hearts. And then it has a picture of a little boy looking through a window. That's There's rain, so it's kind of a gray picture. 
and the caption says, that's when we hear it. And there's a baby. It cuts to a baby, you know, probably eight months old, no, probably six months old, kissing the mama, and the mama's smiling that she just got a kiss from her baby. The baby's looking at her face, and the caption says, the sound of a still, small voice. And then it cuts to, it looks like a father hugging his son. Uh, maybe the train station, maybe they're leaving. Uh, and it, the caption says, a gentle reminder. And then it uh, cuts to a scene, looks like it's probably is it some guy up in the, the hills, maybe of California, maybe BYU or something. Um, a mighty change of the heart, um, a mighty change of heart. And then it cuts to a young woman uh, looking off toward the light. And it, the caption, as it cuts to a little baby and kind of looks like a little blanket fort, a baby that's probably six months old. Uh, and it says, the sound of a silent night is the caption. Then it cuts to some willows, just willows, little pretty purple flowers. And it says, and an empty tomb. Then it cuts to a modern, like, um, cubism uh, picture of Jesus and his apostles. Uh, the scene being when he invites Simon Peter out onto the water. And the caption says, it's been said before. In ancient days, picture of Jesus, and then a picture of God the Father and Jesus, where God the Father is introducing Jesus, and it says, the caption says, in our day, so it's been said anciently, in our day, this is my beloved son, and of course, you're taken to a um, scene in the woods, uh, upstate New York, no doubt, um, the sacred grove this this is my beloved son hear him and there it is and then it has an ad says explore ways you can hear him i wonder if they're going to have people who are like me i hear him in classic rock <laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to read through the captions this time. I'm going to play that one more time. Just just read the captions without um, stopping. In fact, I'll turn the, the sound off so I can make sure it doesn't distract me. So we'll hear that because I liked the sequence. I liked the prophecy. The prophecy in my life. All right. This video This video does not have dramatic music or explosive dialogue or riveting sound effects. Because this video is about what we hear when noise gets muted and distractions get ignored. When we power down, calm down, slow down, 
and listen. Not with our ears, but with our hearts. That's when we hear it. The sound of a still small voice, a gentle reminder, and a mighty change of heart. The sound of a silent night and an empty tomb. It's been said before, in ancient days, in our day. This is my beloved son. Hear him. All right. Very, very, to me, very, very important prophecy. And the prophecy is this. Um, this prophecy is um, what is and what was and what shall be. That's the nature. That's the spirit of prophecy. And now we go back to the script here. improv. Sometimes that's what I do in the script. So I just improv it like I'm doing right now. So my episodes aren't the smoothest, but I think they're adequate. Okay. Here we go. So with that hashtag hear him, the church did a whole campaign and they still kind of have it going on, which is inviting people to express how they hashtag hear him, how they hear Jesus. And so there's a number of videos um, and I haven't watched them. Jesus has not put it in my heart to do so, though I look forward to it when, when he does. But uh, church authorities have expressed that, but I think there's some, some other people that they feature as well. And um, I like it. That's a good emphasis. Um, what does it mean to hear Jesus? Well, some people from their religious tradition or their background uh, would recognize this same voice as being intuition or a higher power or their conscience. And that's fine with me. Uh, I call it Jesus and his voice because in 2015, that's who was talking to me. I later realized and confess that I had been hearing Jesus my whole life in music and not just in traditional hymns, rock and roll music. Jesus was in there and still is. It goes without saying that I still listen to traditional hymns. Yes. Okay. Maybe it doesn't go without saying, because <laughs> I just said it. But 
I can hear Jesus's voice in those traditional hymns. But what is new is Jesus is taking classic rock to the next level with me. So how I hear him has changed my whole life musically. And it has involved traditional hymns as well as new prayer songs. Um, currently, I'm doing a project with Jesus that involves the reception of 2,000 classic rock songs. My sister Jennifer recently asked about the process that is involved as I receive these songs from Jesus. So the remainder of this episode is that. But here's what I told her. I sing as I write. I have the advantage that Jesus has assigned me to receive new words and story to existing words and melody, like that song, Sweet Caroline, which became Sweet Jesus Lord. Same melody, different lyrics. And that kind of operation helps me hear God's voice. It gives me inspiration that probably reflects an approximate way in which Jesus wrote the original with my brothers and sisters who receive the pre-born again, the initial version of the song. For example, when Jesus wrote Piano Man, what? Jesus wrote Piano Man? Yes. When Jesus wrote Piano Man using Billy Joel's body, his heart and head, I imagine Jesus gave Brother Billy Joel a tune approximation for the melody. Many people who listen to that song, Piano Man, can hear a melody that sounds familiar, at least the familiar themed, which, of course, is one of the conceptual elements of the lyrics. The story is also tied to that kind of melody, a melody that echoes a typical, maybe even trope-like bar scene, music that would be played in a bar, um, other of Billy Joel's songs echo a similar melodic ghost, if you will, such as the song done by Jesus and brother J Billy Joel called Vienna Way. So in some ways, Billy Joel was writing Piano Man melody, not completely from scratch, but with partial underlying foundational tune elements, style, timbre, etc., that were very familiar to him already, having spent a lot of time in bars himself, late at night in New York, listening to musicians play songs within a similar genre to Piano Man that were so talented that Brother Billy Joel would probably think to himself, because Jesus wanted him to think to himself, Man, what are you doing here? Looking at his fellow pianist like, oh, you're so good. How, how is it somebody's not found you? And as for lyrics, Jesus probably did a similar thing inside Brother Billy Joel's head and his heart with the pre-born again lyrics uh, that Jesus did with my head and heart when Jesus sent down the born again, the new Jesus-centric, Jesus-themed Christian converted version of Piano Man, which he hasn't done yet. Perhaps it'll be Jesus Man. I don't know. As Jesus has not yet sent that hidden treasure 
song down for me to receive yet. Though he did send down the Jesus and Rich version of Vienna Way, a song that is now Christianed Jesus Way. I ought to sing a part of that for you. Jesus, you make me smile. When I lose my way, you reconcile. You grab hold of my heart and you lead me along a new way. Hey, hey, hey. Spirits fire is what I'm talking about. Mysteries that I'm still working to figure out. You got so many surprises for those who follow in your way. And I know that when your truth unfolds, the ambiguity will also begin to grow. It's gonna come forth like your ways always do. I finally realize Jesus' way is too opposition in all things. Slow down, that's what I'm told. You said to go really fast, I gotta go really slow. Your ways are so mysterious to a mortal mind like mine. I'm glad that it's my life you lead, though more trust in you ups my vulnerability. Makes me see that I'm wrong. More often see I'm not right and not bright. You are my passion, you are my high. More safe you make me, the more risk you have me abide. Your way means the old ways will no longer do. Coming to realize Jesus' way it is too. Your way seems crazy wild. God, you take me on these trips that blow my mind all the while. It's all right. I'm starting to get more used to you. Coming to realize Jesus' way it is too. And I know that when your truth unfolds, the ambiguity will also begin to grow. It's going to come forth like your ways always do. I finally realize Jesus' way it is too. I finally realize Jesus' way it is too. And of course, the uh, the initial pre-born again version of that was Vienna ways for you. Yeah. Um. Back to the script. Uh, let's see. Thus, given that Jesus gave Brother Billy Joel certain direct life experiences with piano manzies, <laughs> piano men and piano women, maybe, and bars and characters in bars, one could say piano man wrote itself, but one would be wrong or only partially right. Billy Joel himself knows deep down that song came from an otherworldly place where everything that is lovely, enlightening, of good report, and praiseworthy, ultimately comes from Jesus, of course. You could say that Piano Man was simply second nature for Billy Joel, and that in a way, Brother Billy was just giving lyrical voice to at least elements of a story that thousands of other bar pianists and other musicians and bar patrons live out every night in real bars among melancholic and sometimes alcoholic people trying to find escape, rest from their trials for a few hours. 
But of course, Billy Joel, like me, and every songwriter, has an invisible friend helping him write lovely songs, a friend who is much more intimately acquainted with grief and heavy loads and dreams and wishes of bar patrons in every bar, every evening throughout the world. My imaginary friend, who is real, who is my therapist, who is Jesus, happens to be the best songwriter in the world. Stevie Nicks calls Jesus her muse. I don't think she references Jesus, but that's what she calls the voice that helps her. She believes, and rightly so, that she's getting help from the spirit world, from a spirit in an otherworldly place, just as I do, though we have different names for said entity. Thus, people might think that Jesus has me do as a song whisperer. That's what Jesus calls me instead of a songwriter again. Because Jesus wants me to emphasize the ultimate providence of the music I receive from Jesus isn't a big deal because I'm starting with an existing melody and lyric story base. They would be right. It's not a big deal. That coming up, that is receiving from Jesus the revelation, coming up with the born-again version of a given song is made substantially easier by having the pre-born-again unchristianized version of the song, having Sweet Caroline already sung by Neil Diamond and Jesus right there in front of me, and having a song that I love already and know quite a bit. That is surely easier um, than it would be otherwise. As surely as it was easier for an actual bar singing, fame-striving high-talent piano guy like Brother Billy Joel to write Piano Man than it would be for other musicians that Jesus took down perhaps other pathways. There's a reason why Donny Osmond received puppy love from Jesus instead of I am Iron Man, which he gave to Ozzy Osbourne, of course. Nonetheless, like Brother Billy and Brother Ozzy Osbourne, downloading from Jesus, that means co-writing with Jesus, still takes a level of effort and developed talent. The inner way didn't write itself. Likewise, Jesus' way still had to be born to the earth using some vessel. Why not a born-again member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, Christian? and strange worshiping fellow from Powell, Wyoming, named Greg Muller. I don't know why not. Jesus didn't know why not either. He's like, okay, we can do this. Thank you, Jesus. In some, like Billy Joel and other musicians, Jesus prepared me from before the foundations of the world to have experiences with music and with Jesus himself and life experiences that would prepare me to receive from Jesus at least 2,000 redeemed classic rock songs from heaven, and do it in a way that bluntly, frankly acknowledges Jesus in all things, including the very songs that I apparently songwrite or song whisper. And in exchange, Jesus has agreed to direct my paths to help me. And so far, with about 150 of 2,000 baptized classic rock songs in the can, as I mentioned before, 
Jesus has been true to his word. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Well, that is this episode of Cool Your Jets. It's an episode where we reflect on some non-traditional hymns, also called prayer songs, but also the nature of the comforts that Jesus gives us, in particular, musical comforts, that songs can be used as ways of explaining things to us about our lives and empathizing with us, mourning with those who mourn. Sad songs say so much. They do. And so Jesus has many different voices. He can talk with earthquakes. He can talk through Elton John if he wanted to. And I'll end with that song, because <laughs> this is one of my favorite songs. I, all the 150, they're like my little babies, but they're Jesus' babies, of course. This one is by Elton John, and I can do it a cappella. Here we go. Uh, my favorite. This would be a good song to open up the episode when I talk about being born again. Like, what happened to Greg? <laughs> Did my son fall on his head? Mm, he died, and he was dead. He once was lost, but now he's found. And this is what he's found doing quite often, sometimes in the street, sometimes on Facebook Live, singing songs with Jesus duet, like this song. Jesus, I know that you really do love me. Jesus, I know that you really do care. What do I do when lightning strikes me? Who do I turn to in my deep despair? Jesus, I know that you really do want me. Jesus, with you, I'm really heard. What I shall say when it's all over is Jesus seemed to be my favorite word. I'm glad, so glad. It's my glad, glad proclamation. Some people think it's silly and absurd. But I'm glad, so glad to say it over and over. Oh, it seems to me that Jesus seems to be my favorite word. I'm glad, so glad, it's my glad, glad proclamation. Some people think it's silly and absurd, but I'm glad, so glad, to say it over and over. Oh, it seems to me that Jesus seems to be my favorite word. Jesus, I know that you really do love me. Oh, Jesus, I know that you really do care. What do I do when lightning strikes me? What have I got to do? Who do I cry out to? You, Jesus, seem to be my favorite word. Thanks for joining us on Jesus TV and this episode of Cool Your Jets, Greg. <laughs> I love you, Mama.